0: Cross conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle, me Louise, as we chat to guests and experts
1: about dogs and running. Sometimes, whilst we are out running.
0: Hello, welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Now, you might remember our guest today from a previous episode where we talked all about racing. Um, we have Georgie Lambert joining us again today. Georgie has a background in sports therapy and together with her husband Toby she's, she owns Alton Sports so she's on today to chat to us all about one of my favourite topics, trail shoes. <laughs> so welcome Georgie. Um, I'm sure we're all a little bit obsessed with trail shoes in Canicross as well as dogs um, so it's really good to have you on today. Do you want to just give us a brief introduction to yourself and Alton Sports?
2: Yeah, thanks guys for having me again. Um yeah, so super exciting to come on and talk about trail shoes and canny cross shoes. Um I've done a few footwear podcasts before, but to be honest, since since those podcasts, things have really moved on and the industry is continuously changing. So I've got some exciting things to talk about today that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in the industry and been fitting footwear and running Pacific footwear for around 17, yeah, nearly 15 years. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy when I think of it, really. But oh. I've just always been in the industry um, and then alongside of my sports therapy that I used to do. Um, it worked really well and I felt like I had a, a big insight when I was fitting um, footwear. Uh, yeah and then I worked for a footwear brand as well so I've been inside the industry um, and worked inside a brand and now I'm back in the industry in retail and fitting again so hopefully I can bring some insight because it is a mind field out there
1: well yeah
0: I'm looking forward to this one because yes I... there are so <laughs> there's so much choice isn't there um, yeah and true. True. I know everybody gets confused about trail shoes
2: yeah, and the trail category is growing. You know, previously, I think you would have like seven different brands to choose from if you went to a specialist footwear um, store. And then each brand would have one or two trail options, maybe. But now it's they've got trail, is almost as big as their road options. And it's just a huge growing category. Um, really exciting for us, but obviously um, gets confusing.
1: It does get very confusing. So first of all, I suppose, you know, for people that just taking up County cross for the first time or just you know whatever why do we need trail shoes
2: yes good so trail shoes will help to protect us as we go across different terrain um A road. The difference between a road shoe and a trail shoe is, first of all, it is upper. So the upper will protect our foot a bit more from snagging or from stones or rocks that we might brush against or hit against. <laughs> um, and it would be a, bit, a lot more durable, maybe even waterproof, depending on your preference. Um, and then the sole units are a lot more rugged. Um, there's a big difference as well. The rubber compound. So a road shoe's rubber um, is actually firmer. Then the trail shoe, so the trail shoe's rubber is softer so it can mold with the ground as you kind of go over different terrain. Um, If it was hard, it would almost um, knock you over. You would would fall off the the stone or the path or whatever you've trodden on. So it's a softer compound, um, which is why you always need two different sets because if you ran on the road in a softer rubber um, in your trail shoe, for example, it would just wear away really quickly
1: that that surprises me i don't know um what you just said about their are softer because mm. one of the questions i was going to ask you a sort of bit later on was i think mm. they're harder but is that because they've not got as much cushioning because yeah
2: I'm... so maybe yeah so the feel from your foot going down the shoe would be um maybe a bit less cushioning and also stiffer they're stiffer they're a bit yeah. less flexible but then talking about that innovate a hugely flexible sh- trail shoes um doesn't protect your foot as much um, and then, um, yeah, what you need from a road shoe is something that was really softer on top from your foot. So yeah, different. But yeah, the rubber is softer in a trail shoe. Ah. interesting. interesting.
0: Yeah, we we always learn something new, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is a whole like there are so many trail shoes on the market. What are the difference? What are the main differences between trail shoes? Like when we're looking to buy our first pair of trail shoes, for example, for Danny Bros. Um, what do we need to be considering?
2: Yeah so I mean like trail shoes from I'm going to do much better if I hold some. <laughs> we'll we'll try to describe. <laughs> I can talk like we're on a radio. Um, so, so, th- so these are two different trail shoes and um, one I would never canny cross in and one I always canny cross in. So even in the trail category you then have your trail shoe and your canny cross shoe and this is something I've really learned after fitting a hell of a lot of canny crosses now that it's all to do with the volume within your shoe so your foot really doesn't want that much volume when it's canny crossing because of the force when we hit the ground we're still moving forward because our doggy, hopefully, <laughs> is taking us <laughs> forward still. Um, or to the left or to the right. <laughs> Either yeah. way. Um, we're, we're kind of getting moved in a different um, force um, when we're attached to the dogs. Um, so trail, this is my favourite trail shoot when I'm out on my own. Um, what, so, so what have we got? So this is the peg trail. Um, it's the number four now I think we're on. Um, this is the Gore-Tex version. But as you can see, it hasn't got much grip.
0: Yeah, so the it, it does look often. more like a road shoe, doesn't it? Really? Yeah,
2: it's not it's not luggy. I would call that lugs. Um, yeah. So when you start looking at lugs for canny cross shoes, um, it's also important to have lugs when you're. Mm just running normally Um, but it it depends on what part of the country you're in but I get quite a lot of stone down here Um, I'm in the south a lot of chalk so I um, more lugs are probably a little bit more dangerous for me because I'm a bit more slidey or the stones are annoying when they're wet and they have leaves over the top this time Mm -hmm. of year is a nightmare for that so you have up to up to eight millimeter lugs and this mud claw that I'm holding here from Innovate is an eight mil lug so this is one of our deepest lugs I haven't seen anything else in the market that's deeper but I'm sure there probably is um yeah really really luggy and that is my favorite candy cross shoe and it has been for a long time actually so I've I've got um I run in Salomon Speedcross yeah luggy
0: They're quite luggy aren't they yeah, yeah
1: but but more at this time of year and we'll, we'll go on to that but I find those really stiff so I have to do a bit of road running to get to my um Mm -hmm. where i'm sort of going trail uh, and i find that really uncomfortable at times
2: yeah that's interesting yeah we we call we call that um a door to trail shoe or a 50 50 shoe so that is where this guy would come in the peg trail it is literally the model and how it's built and designed it is a road shoe with a more durable upper and a a softer rubber underneath but but this time of year I find because the
1: lugs are not as deep, I find that when I get onto the trails, I can't I'd be more nervous canny crossing in those because I have um Nike Pegasus that I oh, wow. um that I've got for sort of in the spring and the you know when the weather's not as bad that I use. Um is there anything with deep lugs that will go with a bit more cushioning, I suppose, for my for my foot?
2: <laughs> yeah, there there are. And I think at the moment this this change where we're coming out of autumn and into winter is the worst time for trail running I mean like it's beautiful out there and um I love it but I think it's very hard for that perfect footwear I've got a lot of people at the moment giving me like four models and saying can we find something that mashes them all up (laughs) and it's like yeah that would be perfect however it's quite hard to get
1: oh Ta-da. another one i'm taking pictures so we will put these on <laughs> uh, good
2: i didn't do my makeup <laughs> sorry <laughs> you look fine <laughs> so th- my this is a good mashup option i would suggest this is a sockany peregrine
0: st oh, yes i have those and they're a good
1: a good shoe so yeah good because i think it's sometimes um mental isn't it it's like okay yeah. i'm going through a really muddy pit and my shoe's gonna give me so what 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 depth of lugs are those?
2: Yeah, so these are around five. To, they some of them do go down to eight mil. Um, they're just in a different um configuration to the mud claw. The mud claw almost looks like a tractor tire. Yeah, it does. Um, and the Peregrine ST is slightly different. I I I would say though, when we start looking at lug length. <laughs> It does end up kind of being a bit of our technique as well that is going to help the shoe. Um, because I've known people to wear 15 millimeter spikes in their cross-country shoes and still slip. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was probably your the way that you ran, or it's you gotta run with confidence when you're on the really, really boggy stuff, and especially when you're attached to a dog. So I think that's where we I, I said it before the big girl pants up and kind of like just be aware that you're going through something that's deep and really go through it forcefully um with with purpose well,
1: you proud of me at the weekend because i did Damn well hill, done
2: muddy. <laughs>
1: boggy it looked really muddy it was very boggy um so we're, we're, we're um, recording this at the end of november and we've just done um, kind of across midlands loco park so yeah because all the bikes go first and the wheels go first it's yeah it's lovely Mm. um so I've got some pictures of me going downhill and I'm really concentrating but I'm doing (laughs) it I didn't pull her behind me so um no I was quite pleased but I think it's like if you know your shoe is going to do it Mm. that's half the battle in your head anyway isn't it
2: yeah Um, definitely
1: um so so is there a different way of running with your trail shoes than you would normally
2: um no not not to run in them no um but maybe doing them up um or maybe the socks that you wear um different lacing systems is my favorite thing to talk about with people um it makes a huge difference and um there's there's certain lacing that I love you um, did a video on this which we must uh rectify again oh, it's awful <laughs> yeah I can put it on on here the so it's called um lock lacing or I call it butterfly looping and where you use that top loop at the top of the, the yeah, it's the so one around the corner. Yeah, so there's two
0: holes next to one another on the shoe near the near the top of the shoe. So we feed yeah. the lace through to make a loop, don't we?
2: Yeah, that's it. And then you go to the opposite side and then zigzag it to and enclose it like normal, a normal bow. Um, and what that does is it allows the um the heel counter to come round more secure rather than you just doing your laces up tighter and tighter and tighter and actually yeah. hurting your bridge on your foot. Um, so that lock lacing gives you. A nice feeling of secureness yes. um, as well. So you can move it better in a, in a better emotion. I, I've got heel spurs. I've got growths um, on the back of my heels. They don't cause me any issues now, but I literally have to buy a slightly bigger size and then that l- lock looping helps helps me. Um, but I know it helps a lot of females because we generally, as a gender, have narrower heels and wider forefoots, and the men are the other way. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's the
0: difference in (sighs) men's and women's fit. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I was going to ask you about that. Because I've just tried a pair of Ultra road shoes and they have a very nice wide forefoot, which I love. So I'm considering a pair of trail shoes, but I need to have a look at the lugs. Because I think you love love the lone. Yeah. The lone peak from them. Love that. Yeah. It's a
1: beautiful shoe. Um, just going back to laces, be, and yeah, we, yeah. we'll go back on that subject again because um, I've the Salomon ones have got a pull system. Yeah, a lock lace uh, which Which I kind of really like. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed, and again, racing this weekend, it came loose and I thought I was going to lose my shoe in the bog, but I didn't. Is there a technique for these? Because mine have got muddy and. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not thinking they're not as secure as I want them to be.
2: No, they say that some of them, and I think the Salomon ones especially, are made with Kevlar inside, aren't they? So they're uber, uber strong, mm-hmm. which is great. They have little um, uh, garages to put in the, the spare lace and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you when they get very wet. And obviously we're moving with force because we're county crossing. They um they do they do move a little bit, don't they? Migrate. Do you know what I'd recommend for you if you can't if you love that shoe and that's the shoe you want to stay with, which yeah. I totally get. I would recommend you elect electric taping oh okay all the oh, way around you know okay. like a football boot like, like you're doing cross-country You see yeah how exactly yeah. Shoes on. yeah yeah I would That's I would so just to do it up like normal and then just do two nice big rounds of electric tape and then just I, I would say that because then you know and your head also you're confident then um it might sound a bit <laughs> a bit of a, a mash but it would it does work and at least then you know that you're secure and in there if you can't change the the lacing, can you not take out? They're they're really they're really thin. Yeah, they're really thin, but, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So I looked at that and I thought, no, that I won't get a, you know, a, a strong enough. So yeah, I wasn't quite sure, but that that might be, as you say, because you because you you feel the shoe go loose if you're racing or running anyway, and you're like you sort of stop a little bit, don't you? It's it just momentary gets you, and then um no.
0: So I might try that. I'll look like that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make you look kind of even more serious about your racing as yeah, well. Give that really mental thrive. edge against your competition. Yeah, freak them out,
2: <laughs> get in
0: their
1: heads. <laughs> Just go back to men's shoes though, because Michelle and I have probably both got the same problems. We got big feet.
0: Yeah, I wear a size nine, um, so quite often, if there's something in the sale and um, ladies' shoes aren't, you know, always in a size nine, it's getting better. Um, but I'll, I'll just buy the men's version is that going to cause problems or no
2: so it's the last that a shoe is made on so it's literally the shape of the sole unit it's called a last and that's what's different in every brand at factory level they literally use these lasts and then stick on the upper and stick on the sole and that's how it goes through the machines so from the difference between a men's and a woman's is is the width of them yeah. So a, a men's, a woman's is a B and a, a men's is a D, just okay. random, random letters. And, and then you get widths on that. So a woman's wide is a D. So that's a men's normal. Okay. And it does, it does make a difference in the heel counter. And that, that when I just described about the gender having generally females, it's all to do with yeah. when we're carrying babies the weight distribution so we have wider four feet to allow for that weight distribution and men just don't have that um so so the the width is different but we can always combat the width with a with a sock or an insole of some sort so there is ways of getting around that and you know when I fit I, I certainly don't talk about the gender I just pick out the size and we go from there because everyone's foot is different there's no way you have a woman's foot on a woman <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. it's just always so different and it's very common um having women's sizes at a UK nine because that makes you a normal you, you know your everyday shoes probably UK eight yeah and that's that's normal so yeah it's, it's weird and um, men are getting smaller um feet and um, women are getting bigger feet oh really so, yeah, yeah and no, kids not- don't exist anymore they go from babies to fully sized adults <laughs> there's no juniors anymore
1: <laughs> so but actually when you say you don't just um say whether it's a female or male shoe and color doesn't matter anymore because i've, <laughs> yeah, I've Ben robinson running pink shoes and things like that i
2: mean it's, yeah so- thanks ben he's made that popular for us but that's that's been a thing for a little while hasn't it like the color really hasn't mattered and luckily we're in the you know, we're talking about trail shoes, so they get filthy anyway. Yes, you can't see them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no one worries. So,
1: the other thing that I've noticed is that I pronate. So, when I do road shoes, I sort of get the right ones for that. But am I right in saying that if trail shoes, that doesn't matter?
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter as much, no. So, generally, you'd get um all our trail shoes would be neutral. Um, They just give support in a different way. So rather than having a medial posting where you would have that protection from overpronation, that movement occurring inwards and we run, um, you have like a wider sole unit. So a trail shoe would combat this by having a wider unit as you ran. There'd be more, more ground contact. She's getting another one to show us. <laughs> I, get I get more. So I've got the um, the well, famous pink ones, actually. I love that. Is, that what, is it a hocker? No, this is the Sockany one, the one that Ben's been wearing. Really nice. Yeah, lush. So the endorphin edge, that is, from Socony. Wow. um you can see there's just a lot more ground contact going on so from from the hill if you land there <laughs> um you would then have complete ground contact all the way through to your toe off now that offers stability and offers um you know support as you go through your stride so even if you are rolling in a wee bit your your the shoe is still there for you yeah thing other other things that trail shoes do is make the heel unit stiffer and that helps stop pronation early on. Oh, okay. So if you land, it would just take, come over straight away over pronation. And if you have a stiffer heel unit, it would hold you up better. Mm. Um, so there's there's ways that trail shoes, although they aren't categorised as neutral for, to support, that there's ways that they still support your foot as you go through the stride. But the, the reason trail shoes do that is because hopefully our trail is a proper trail not a park <laughs> not a gravel park around the edge you you're always landing on something that's going to move your foot in a different motion each for every stride yeah so our feet are never doing the whole strike the ground overpronate strike the ground overpronate if you overpronate Because you're always landing on something different and our feet are having to adapt, which is, you know, sometimes if we're not used to trail and we've gone on it once a week or something, you would be a bit sore the next day or a bit like, oh, what's that on my shin? And that's because all your fixators in your ankle joint and your knee joints have worked uber hard to keep you stabilised as you go through. Trail running is good for you and then obviously up the core as well but anyway yeah <laughs> just looking at those ones like what sort of leg like size have they got because um yeah they're quite small unfortunately yeah. the yeah. yes so i just think when i talk to when i get the opportunity which is great to talk to brand designers there's um they are trail in the uk is quite rare it's, it doesn't really happen across the whole of europe So I think when they're making a shoe that's going to go to the masses (laughs) and be a huge production, they find it quite hard to just make something that's going to work in the UK, although brands have done it. So what's the difference
1: between, just elaborate on that a bit, between trails here and in Europe? They're just
2: a little bit more manicured, maybe. Um, No, we're we're a bit hardy. We're wild, aren't we? We're wild. wild. And then, of course, in the UK, we get Scottish hills as well. So in Scotland, you'd go to a specialist retailer and they would have road, tra- racing road trail, and then they would have hills. So they have a different category of, of trail shoe, completely designed for hill running. And it's basically fell running. Um, and that's where kind of like your innovate comes in.
0: Um, yeah. the which, innovates which is- good. I end up wearing a lot of fell shoes because yeah. um, I'm in the West Pennine Moors it's basically lots of just peat bog and grass and yeah. um, I've got a pair of the talons. what are they? Yeah, Innovate talons. Yeah, and then they come in different numbers for lightweightness
2: because I've got a pair of
1: those here See those Innovate I know people have got them and they just look I don't know maybe it's just an age thing but they just don't look as though they've got a huge amount of support yeah.
2: But They don't They don't
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> they, but this is the thing. This is where I think in the UK, we do have that. We do have the market for that shoe. So I do think there is a market for that shoe where you're saying Innovate doesn't offer that much cushioning when it has got the deep lugs. You're totally right. The deeper lug we get, the less cushioning um, yeah. is definitely on offer. Um, but I guess if you had both, it would be really bulky, quite a heavy shoe. And when you have a deeper lug, you want it to be flexible because you want to use those lugs. So basically, everyone just needs seven pairs. of so <laughs> pair <of shoes. laughs> only seven, Georgie. Yeah, there might be more, but yeah, it's it's a really it's a really tough one, and I think it's something that I sh- I do struggle with when I talk to and I do fit people because if you're going to canny across at this location, you need this shoe, and if you can across at this location, you'll need another different shoe. But that I think that is literally what what we have to do deal with um you want to be confident we want to run comfortably um and obviously we want to perform all at the same time
1: <laughs> no uh, yeah exactly and and i suppose if you've got to get somewhere like i do you know you've got to go on a bit of road perhaps yeah, i should yeah. just walk that bit but um and uh sometimes i do yeah i know it's really interesting and i'm looking for some new ones and i'm quite keen on those ones you showed earlier with, um, with a bit more deeper lugs, but a bit more cushioning. So um
2: Yeah, Soceney ST peregrine. Yeah. Do you know that's been a favour of mine for a long time? I think it's great. And I, I use that um solo running quite a lot as well. And are
1: they deeper lugs than the so I got the Nike Pegasus? Yeah. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, much deeper.
2: Very aggressive. Like there's a lot of them. A yeah. Lot of them. yeah. And that they, they're you know, very different. Yeah. My 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 local wood is deforesting at the moment. And um, you know, those big tractor tires and all that lovely muds everywhere and this is the only shoe that's really helping me get through it i i wouldn't run solo in in the mud claw. it's um just doesn't offer enough cushioning yeah i just race in it but, but would you use those different...
1: ones for canny crossing as well
2: yeah these are the only ones that i can cross in is the two innovate models all right but would you
1: use the um the, the ones the, the more cushioned ones no.
2: No, my foot moves too much in them. And that's where we go back to talking about Candy Cross Trail shoe is something that hasn't got as much volume in it. So you can find your favourite shoe and we can adapt, you know, with the sock idea or the sole idea. But at the end of the day, it needs to fit your foot and everyone's foot is so different. So don't read blogs. (laughs) Don't read what other people deal with because that is going to get you into a bit of danger. You you're going to end up buying a lot of different shoes you kind of need to work with your specialist that's nearby go in discuss to them that we're doing canny cross because that force when we when we strike the ground and our foot is still moving forward because the dog's moving forward Mm -hmm. um that that is the movement that we need to be looking after and combating um to help stop blistering to help stop black toenails to help Yes, we all I don't we all <laughs> I hate so, so
1: talk to us about the socks then and and how we can help ourselves with that because i'm I'm very keen on this cushioning just to make life easier for me, but I understand why I probably ought to keep with my Salomon speed crosses at the moment, but
2: yeah, if something works, I wouldn't try and just change it. um, I think stay with it and um you know adapt where needed. But socks are a huge part of blistering, obviously. we all know that. But we need to make sure we're wearing the right size. It's kind of a big, big subject. I know it's a lot of people just wear whatever they could find a pair of, yeah. <laughs> for example. And it, and it does get a bit like that. You you do need to have socks that work for you, that that fit your foot very well. Again, that's personal. Um right size um right heel counter and also the thickness some people like a thinner sock and if there's less movement from a thinner sock and that's good um some people prefer a thicker sock and their foot works well in it then that's good as well um i would say for canny cross and for for racing specifically go thin because when when we get wet and we're holding that weight um it's less weight to hold a thicker sock would hold a lot of moisture Um, And then that would aid with movement again inside the shoe, which then would cause blistering. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I love wearing compression socks when I race. Yeah, I've seen you do that. Yeah, just they're a nightmare to get off afterwards. But (laughs) um, they really do make a big difference to that combination of the right shoe for me and the right sock for me. Yeah. So it's a trial and error situation if you if you are looking for a new cross shoe or you've had an issue previously from blistering it's a it's a yeah work with a local specialist and talk to them why you're getting it what you're using currently and and hopefully they can help you start um narrowing it down
1: so what sort of good i i know i understand exactly what you said but what are good sock brand's yeah, just generally, because I I see lots of different ones.
2: Yeah, so with the sock market, there's a huge array out there for you. But I will say, like socks that the brands only make socks, they're going to be the ones to go for. So p- for us in our stores, we we stock a lot of socks, but things like Belaga or Hilly, and then you've got your compression brands with CEP um two two times you is another good brand for compression but the socks that the brands that only make socks yeah. and that's what they do they're going to be good at it and
0: they're the ones that I would certainly recommend
1: excellent I should go and I haven't heard of some of those so yeah, got
0: get amazing socks by the way yeah I've got a couple of pairs they're really good yeah south africa and they're so nice. lovely and it's amazing how they their
2: factory and how they make the socks and there's so many different features that go into it that you know you wouldn't get from off the peg you know as much as i, I like nike nike um there there is some you know they make a pack of 3 for example of socks they aren't going to be the same quality as your beliger it's it's amazing how different the features are I mean, if we don't want blistering we don't want discomfort while we're running um it's hard enough as it is so i think the right socks are hugely
0: important with the right shoe Tom, i don't know what you use michelle i use i only ever wear when i'm trail running or canny crossing i wear merino wool socks from moggins they're really they're just because when they get wet they don't hold the water it just runs straight out which is why i don't really wear waterproof trail shoes either i'd rather let the water in because i know it can get out again and not get stuck yeah
2: yeah but they're they're both valid points and natural fibre from a merino wool is a really good idea. They work well with the skin. Obviously if you if you like that, <laughs> um some people hate wool. Um yeah. but it, it's um yeah they're really good at keeping you warm as well when they are wet. And I, I don't know about you guys, but when I've been out running in horrific weather and everything gets wet. Everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and you're out for a little bit longer than maybe 30 minutes. And the cold starts setting in. You can actually get cramp in your foot if it gets too cold. Um, if you're treading through loads of muddy, wet ground, um, so it's very important to look after that that side as well. The warmth will help, and that that merino wool, natural fibre, will help with that. Gore-Tex shoes as well do hold moisture. So I've got Gore-Tex ones. Yeah, it's fine if the water doesn't get in, but if it gets in, it's not coming out.
1: I hadn't thought about that before. I just thought, again, it's just like, oh, keep my feet dry.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I had a few streams to go across the other day and they, they were kind of flooded because we've had an awful lot of rain and the water was above my ankle. So, yeah, I was, I was glad that the water could get out again.
2: Yeah, it's a real nightmare to dry Gore-Tex shoes as well. Like, just they're designed to keep it out so yeah. when it gets in. Yeah, nightmare. But, yeah, I agree, though, Louise. I, lo- I love Gore-Tex shoes and you know if I'm if I'm solo running without my dog attached I I can choose where I go but when I've got a dog attached to me I can't choose as much I just stick behind her do you know what I mean and follow her so if that's through a a river or the biggest puddle out there that's what it is yeah you want it to be able to get out yeah usually pickle goes around puddles but at the Uh weekend she went straight through the
1: bog I was like what's going on (laughs) she's in race mode (laughs) she was in race mode it was very I've evident actually she was on it um no well that's really interesting because I haven't really thought it through I suppose it's, it's quite interesting I will be buying some more trail shoes I can feel this happening already
2: <laughs> I think I think comfort is the biggest the biggest point so if someone was like what do I you know I'm just about to go and buy my first trail shoes and I'm, I'm just canny crossing now I think you, you need to go to your specialist wherever that is local to you um and Try on a selection, explain what you're doing. Hopefully there's someone who knows about Candy Cross within the store. There is now, I think it's a, it's a really big talking point. And try try on a selection and then go from comfort and then go on functionality and what you need that shoe for. But you probably will find when you're trying them on, you'd realise, oh, yeah, that one would be really good for this course. And that one's better for this location. And and then you'll understand what I mean about having a selection. Like this is my small selection here and I've got what thats six and I just quickly grab them. In fact, two of them are still wet from from cleaning them off. Cleaning shoes. In fact, I was a little bit late for this podcast because my brother phoned me. Um, he had just washing machines a pair oh, of shoes. Oh no! And told me oh. At the upper had ripped off, and I was like, "Oh yes, well, you're not supposed to washing machine shoes." And he was like, "Oh, you could have told me that before." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "So it, he just said they smell, and I get that, and I think this time of year is a, a big, a big telltale wow. for everything ending up smelling because it's constantly wet." So, what you need to do if you, you find you need to clean your shoes. You know, thoroughly. You need to put them in a bucket of lukewarm water um with safflora or Fairy in it. Safloa is my favourite. it's a You know, disinfectant. Oh, sorry, it's <laughs> a really talking about the butter. I <laughs> <laughs> wash them very well that's hilarious um no the flora, the disinfectant sorry that's okay and it will just kill the um the germs and the smell and the bacteria that, that might be in the shoe but every time you go out running every time you need to come back and be hosing off your shoes the amount of people that i see come come back to us and you know with all good intentions, say that their upper had split or the glue's gone in certain areas. Now, 100%, I know that because they've ran in areas where, you know, it could be anything. I'm not saying they're running in dirty areas at all, but dog urine and any animal urine is the biggest destroyer of glue. And especially now more the shoes have gone vegan glue. It's, It's less durable and it erodes it. So, any type of urine on the shoes, any type of animal feces, and that could come out of fields, can not it? it can get yep. washed off fields. Yeah. Um, especially in my deforesting wood at the moment, there's lots of stuff out there that is killing my shoes. So, when we wash off the dog's paws, which you should be doing as well, you need to be washing off your shoes every single time with the hose outside. Yeah. Get I remember saying that
1: before, and I was, uh, yeah, and I haven't washed mine down today, <gasps> but I will do. The other thing I use is those um I put I've got some little smiley faces and balls that I put in there.
2: Yeah. They're good. They're little sneaker balls. Yeah. They're That's
0: really a- good. Don't let I like to dry them, them or to make
1: them, make them
2: fresh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there is yeah, one a little spray that we spray in to freshen them up. Yeah. That's
2: really nice. There's also stuffers that you can buy that do um uh, bring out the moisture from the mm. shoes. Yeah. They're they're really good. But it's all about, you know, if you keep the shoe in good nick, it's going to work for you better. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever put on a shoe that's dried mud on it, and then you oh, can't yes. in it, and you're like, "ow, yes. it's hurting my foot." <laughs> and you know, we shouldn't be doing that to our feet because yeah. we need to run with with comfort. Yeah.
1: So that's your sort of top tips is just make sure you keep the uh, keep the shoes clean wash them down and dry them out
2: yeah it's a huge tip for keeping the longevity of them um especially for the trail shoes and especially when we're canny crossing because we we know we're really really testing the shoes with that force that when we when we strike the ground and go through our strides but I just think with um with a selection of shoes from a specialty shop you can try them on and see how how that feels for you and then work on the lugs after that because yeah. everyone's running in different locations um in different terrain.
1: I feel like I need a few more pairs.
2: Yeah it's dangerous. it's really dangerous. <laughs> There's some really good ones out there now though the the category's growing and it's super great. it's super exciting for us um lots of lots of different options out there. That's another Nike that's a Terra Kaiger. Oh, I've got a pair of those. They're quite nice quite a nice shoe to run in, really flexible. Yeah, really nice. that's my feet that's my fast shoe. So I wear that if I want to feel fast. Not not that you go fast, but feel fast. But again, that's solo. You know, I've got lots of trail shoes, but I am I'm stuck when it comes to canny crossing. I've I've literally got two options. And that's to do with my the blistering that I get when I when I run the volume in the shoe, the no, movement. So, what would you recommend? I
1: know people need to go to the specialist shop and stuff, but sort of price wise, uh, for someone starting out, because people don't want to spend a fortune, they don't know if they're going to enjoy it. But, but we need I get people turning out for social runs and stuff in normal runners, and it's like, oh, this could be interesting.
2: Yeah, they're just going to un- not enjoy the experience, are yeah. they? So, they need to come with the right equipment. Yeah, so I would say, like. Uh, the price range we're 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 a specialist running retailer stock brands that specialize in in running and what they do you can get a very good runner from 80 um and then these guys are coming in at 200 pounds oh, but that's the uh pink uh, that's the endorphin sockany the one with it so it's got a carbon plate in it so it's uber fast um <sighs> So, so there's 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 a huge variety. I just think you need to you need to you know we're not paying memberships in gyms. We're we're doing something that's good for us and our dogs. So maybe just in that is your one big investment is the equipment. You know, our harness, um, the dog's harness, our belt, and on yeah. our runners, and then you know a good instructor. And then after that, you 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 know you're really well away. So I do think it's worth the investment. I remember you guys had Natalie on, and she was talking about. Um, Where are they from? Uh, uh, what's that place called? Um, decathlon shoes. Decathlon. Yeah, oh, no, right. Yeah. I, I did. I was listening to it while I was running. <gasps> Horrified, I was. I wasn't. I, I was like, oh, good for her. She found something that worked, and that's good. But I bet you anything, she's probably going to go through those shoes nearly twice as fast yeah Yeah, so actually then you start adding it up um you go to a specialty shop as well and or you buy online from a specialty they're going to help you you know if you try them on you've ran in them one or two times and you absolutely hate that shoe they will help you select another model and exchange that shoe for you they're not going to make you stick with it if it's within you know a certain amount of days but they they will help you um special especially at the moment with our our market and how hard it is for for retail. I, yeah. I tell you, you know, we would help you guys out, and and I know other specialties would, would throughout the whole country. No, so you talk to your specialty and explain what's happening and what you what you're trying to achieve, and I'm sure they'll be able to help you. So you're not wasting money all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: they they aren't cheap, but as you say, it's really important to get the right kit to to um, have a go even. Especially yeah. at the moment, it's sodden out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just, and it's not worth it. You know, we can. You come a cropper. It can, it can be quite bad. Um, yeah. and you could scare your dog as well in the process. So it's it's really important to make sure that you've got the right trail shoe. And the right equipment on as well you don't want any chafing anywhere else so good clothing's always good good
0: sports bra get the stuff <laughs> that's another That's
2: another, uh, another
1: podcast <laughs> another podcast i think but yeah no i have uh, you got anything else i think we've got so much information there haven't we michelle
0: yeah it's been fascinating as always to chat to you georgie i think we've learned a lot so we'll we'll put in the show notes um your details so listeners can get in touch and hopefully if they're local they can pop along and have a chat with you yeah, awesome. I'm
2: always happy to help um, on social media as well. with and sports its me who picks it all up or me personally. I'm happy to talk about anything. I love it. And I know that it helps people and gets us all out running with our dogs. So that's the key.
1: Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you again. And I hope you've enjoyed this um, episode of Canny Cross Conversations. We will see you on the next episode. But don't forget to share, subscribe. And if you've got time, leave us a review as well. We'll see you next time.